This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. Analyst rather than historian. Brian Henriksen, host of our Comstock Digital Network, called me Comstock's historian when interviewing me recently. I suppose that seems true, but I am not a historian. When young and determining what career path I wished to take, I considered becoming a historian and academic professor. I found that I did not like school all that much and preferred being self-employed. I enjoyed the Theodore Roosevelt Symposium last month in North Dakota and heard several historians share their work on different topics, ranging from the labor movement development in the United States and sex worker trade in New York during Tammany Hall. They focused on their narrow subject matter rather than on Theodore Roosevelt, only connecting the two as knots. I had the opportunity to have a fireside chat with the director of the Theodore Roosevelt Digital Library at Dickinson State University, who was also a historian. I shared my disappointment in that speakers did not discuss more on the relevance of their historical work to Theodore Roosevelt or to conditions today. He explained that historians do not do that. He says that his job as a historian was to dig up every piece of relevant information on this subject matter, but that the relevance to today was the job of an analyst to discern. That hit me like an electric shock to realize that I had chosen exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I'm an analyst, not a historian. I take what the historians have discovered and recorded for posterity and extrapolate conclusions out of it. Having a good knowledge of history is imperative to a good analysis, but it is the foundation rather than the conclusion for usefulness. I love history, but not for history itself, but for how it rhymes with the present, so that the knowledge can be put to good use. Experience eventually becomes history. I'm old enough now that I have experienced a lot of things that are considered history in the agricultural sector. The egg depression of the 1980s was very educational. With 89-year drought cycles and 20,000-year climate cycles, historical relevance goes far beyond anyone's lifetime, so that experience alone is not enough. You have to read, and since being a kid, I've done so voraciously, as did T.R., I have no use for fiction as there is an exhaustive supply of non-fiction to consume first. I once read a book during the Minnesota Twins baseball game, which annoyed my wife. They have since improved upon the tempo of the game. We are at a point in history where access to good, accurate historical references is at our fingertips with Google and YouTube. To provide universal access to anyone connected to the Internet was the whole point of creating a digital library of all of Trevor Roosevelt's written works. I'm not totally sure what analog is, but mine follows me everywhere that I go on my iPhone, iPad, and YouTube channel like a shadow. I pay for the commercial-less version of YouTube. It used to be that they had a couple of minutes of commercials for every half hour of programming. Today it is reversed, and commercials are a waste of time. I see and hear opinions on current subject matter that is often controversial, such as with Ukraine, that I can determine clearly came as a result of someone's lack of historical perspective. That extends to even some of the presidential candidates' rank. As a general statement, the public's basic historical acumen is low, and this ignorance gets used in the political arena often to our detriment. We've also moved into a factless era where misinformation reigns supreme because social media users have no knowledge of history and an amazing inability to discern truth. 
Truth is now whatever they can convince someone that it is, sides have been taken. Social media in total is a conduit that makes it possible to put crazy ideas in their heads and spread it like a virus. I'm not a crowd follower or tribe member, and any group think that I participate in is a small group that is typically generational. I'm a baby boomer. I tend to analyze everything that touches my consciousness. Nothing is passive. It all goes into the machine and spits out conclusions, many of which are kept to myself. That can be exhausting. Also annoying to some who cannot escape me. I try not to disappoint them. Much of my analytical conclusions tend to materialize around 3 to 4 in the morning in the twilight between sleep and awake. I've been amazed at the creativity of what would have to be subconscious. I found it best to often get up and write down these twilight thoughts as they sometimes are not there when the sun comes up. These thoughts have resulted in companies, management decisions, and Comstock reports. I was fully awake with a cup of Folgers black silk when I wrote this one. The twilight version would have probably been better. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunity, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.